3: up and start your engines this is you auto know with dave stall with 30 plus years of automotive experience dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends if it's automotive dave covers it it's time for you auto know with dave stall on the answer san diego all right money. folks, welcome to the You auto to Know show right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170 the answer. This hour is brought to you by South Point of Sale, Southwest Point of Sale. Call them at 619-286-2100. If you're a shop owner, you got a liquor store, gas station and you're having trouble getting employees, well they can get you a self-checkout system going with a support of 724. That's right. They're amazing people save you a ton of money because hit their systems, don't call in sick, and don't ask for a pay raise. So if these folks out there don't want to go to work, then there's an answer for you. Southwest point of sale, 619-286-2100. All right. Hey, this, uh, how did I get? Oh, yeah. So this uh, segment also is brought to you by Hot Rods and Custom Stuff. For all your hot rod needs, go to hotrodscustomstuff.com. They'll build. They'll sell you components. They can even do service on your hot rod if you bought it from somebody else. 760-745-1170. All right. Hey, I did a great interview, and I had them on KUSI. Ford just came out Came out with a DIY filtration system that they're giving away for free. Take a listen. All right, folks. Hey, guess what? I got Cynthia Flanagan on the line. I know you don't know her, but you should. She is the uh, Director of Vehicle Research and Technology with Ford, and they've got an interesting uh, project it's called Ford Owner's Power Up and software update through Amazon and Alexa built in so Cynthia welcome to the show
4: thanks Dave it's, it's a pleasure to be here and great to talk to everyone today
3: so what is Ford Power Up kind of explain that to the to the consumer
4: so I'm um, going to talk about um, a really specific project that we're, it's a little different than that, um, which is called Project Apollo. Um, oh. And so it's, um, we kicked this off as an initiative internally uh, back in March of 2020, when COVID you know, became a household name and we were looking for how we can provide needed PPE, personal protective equipment, ventilators and other technologies to the community. And um, as part of our continued effort, we're really looking at how do we leverage you know, our know-how that we have in the automotive industry around technical capabilities, our scientific knowledge, and connections really with university and leading scientists. And we uh, did a new project this year, and we just um, had a, a press release come out this week uh, about our work on reducing risk associated with aerosols in enclosed spaces. And so what this is, um, it's really simple. <laughs> Ford um, co-developed with LASCO uh, DIY or do-it-yourself air filtration system. And what this is really aimed at is um, providing mitigation of risk for airborne spread of COVID-19. When you're in a, a classroom or an enclosed space that would have poor ventilation systems, so you know we recognize across the United States um, not all of the HVAC systems are are newer, and um, it becomes particularly challenging right now during this pandemic. So the kit of what we put together is um, has three parts to it. It's pretty simple. We have a, a folded cardboard um, enclosure. We utilize a box stand from LASCO, which is 20 inches. And then we utilize basically an off-the-shelf high-efficiency air filter. You can see these at um, some of your your local stores. about 20 by 20 by 4 inches. And they have a certain what they're called MERV rating, which is a minimum efficiency reporting value. So we're using those with a MERV rating of 13. And you put this kit together, so you, you put the air filter on top of the cardboard base and put the fan on top, turn it up on high, and then you discharge clean air downwards as it pulls it through um, the filter. So right now, um, Ford's in the process of working with Ford Fund, and we're donating 20,000 of these, what we're calling these scrappy filtration kits, really aimed at underserved communities and we've also made available on our website the do-it-yourself instruction so there's a, it's pretty simple it's a four-page instruction um and we've been able to donate the completed kits to areas including um california new york and and michigan
3: uh, well you know i have to I've just apologize for a second when i said ford power up That was my 11 o'clock interview, and you were supposed to call in at 11 and not 930. So now it all makes sense, because what I'm trying to do with with you guys is I told John to send me a scrappy filtration kit.
5: Oh, yep, yep.
3: And I'll put it on television here in San Diego. I'm the number one watched morning show in San Diego, and I'm the only guy that does cars and products you know 4 days a week. So I'm really excited to see this. Actually Kate Pierce was supposed to call in, but I think she's probably on the other one. So anyway, it doesn't make any difference. It's it's so uh, it's the DIY air filtration kit called scrappy. Why'd you call it scrappy?
4: Cuz we were, were moving fast, you know? So it's um, you know, all hands on deck and how do you move quickly and make a solution that works? And that's just internally what we were calling it. Um, But the the other part that um, we're really excited by is our partnerships with some of the external leading scientists, including we've done a joint effort with the University of Minnesota, just published this week. We had a peer-reviewed research scientific journal in the physics of fluids. Um, It's entitled, Airborne Transmission of COVID-19. And mitigation using box fan air cleaners in a poorly ventilated classroom. So what we're really excited by is showing the scientific data that backs this as an effective method to use in these kind of situations. Um, within that, and for those that have interest, it gets into some you know pretty um, you know fun and, and technical reviews of how you can use computational fluid dynamics or CFD models. To assess the impact of the kit um, in these shared spaces, as well as where would you put them you know within a classroom?
3: Sure, I think it's fantastic. And, and you know, leave it to Ford. You guys always come out of the box with the best with the quickest and the and, and the best ideas. I, I'm telling you it's amazing. Well, I'm really looking forward to getting the kit. Uh, I think it'll be a good little segment to put on there. If people want to know more about it, Uh, where on uh, the Ford website could they look?
4: So, within the Ford website, we have something called PPE, um, and there's a link there. People can request if it's for the community, for nonprofits or school districts, to request kids be sent to you or, you know, free to download the the do-it-yourself version. Um, the, The really cool part is seeing some of the photos and getting the feedback in the use cases. So we have, you know, seen from some of the schools and boys and girls clubs um, that children, you know, I don't know, maybe seven to 10 years old are putting these together. So it's awesome to see the use case and and what they're able to do with it. There's also more additional information. So you'll want to size appropriately for the the room. So if you kind of think of a classroom being 960 to 1000 square feet. We would recommend having two of these cleaner units and the whole goal here is to increase your air changes per hour in the room. And so with that kind of room size, um, what we're seeing is you can refresh the air about 4.5 times per hour. So really, um, you know, like I said, it's scrappy, you know, moving fast, but highly effective and um, excited to make it available to everybody.
3: All right. Well, Cynthia, thank you very much for taking time out of your morning to you know, to discuss this uh, great technology. I can see businesses using it. I can see offices using it, and I look forward to getting it. And then when I do, I'll send it, uh, the copy to John, and he can send it to you.
4: Awesome. Thanks so much, Steve. All
3: right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to the You Gotta Know show right here on FM one AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Convoy Auto Service. Located at 3909 Convoy Street, another Napa Auto Care ASC certified shop that supports our show, and they support you as well. Can't get any better service than that. Life, they got a warranty, goes clear across the continental United States, use nothing but quality parts, extremely knowledgeable. Give them a call, 858-560-9131, or just go to convoyautorepair.com. You can make an appointment and they'll take really good care of you. Also, Bumper Doc Kearney Mesa, this is a franchise company, but it's privately owned and operated by individual uh, owners. And uh, Chris and Eddie uh, run that store, and, boy, do they do an awesome job. Great, great folks. So give them a call. All right. So we've got our good friend Christian Barclay on the line, and she wants to talk lexus is 350 so i just had one myself what a fun little car that was
2: it is a fun car and you know what um mine was in the i think it's called grecian blue
3: that's what so grecian, i had
2: <laughs> right you know it, it, it's funny um because uh, the car itself i have been out for a while now it's not like it's brand new it right. just went through a mid-cycle refresh and uh they've definitely done some great things with design cues because it's um it's got some sharp creases and really attention-getting. But but to that point, I don't think there was anywhere I drove that week where I didn't feel like people were staring at the car. And at one point, somebody put their flashers on because I guess they were, like, trying to, like, check out the car and they wanted to, like, slow down. Mm-hmm. But Marla and I both were like, you know, if we, if you on top of the car, you know, it's one of those things where we like, wait a minute, did I leave, like, my drink on top of the car or what? <laughs> um, you know, and then kind of we slowed down and, like, they were like, oh, no, we were just checking out your car. Why don't you slow down? I was like, oh, okay. Um, went and got takeout at the local restaurant, and uh, um, it was so funny. Harlan's like, I feel kind of weird. I was like, wow, he's like, these teenage girls are staring at our car. And uh, sure enough, like four or five, you know, probably 16, 18-year-old girls staring at the car, checking it out. So I thought that was kind of neat. Um, but, you know, um, the, the most fascinating part of the week with that vehicle was Hunter walks out looks at it 10 year old looks at it very matter of factly and he goes mom he's like so this is a family car that's not really meant to like hold a family but he's like but it's a car that a family can own for occasionally when the kids want to ride in the back seat he goes but he's like they try to make it a sports car so that mom and dad don't feel so weird driving it because they put a carbon fiber spoiler on the back (laughs) dave i about fell over i bet i just thought I was like, are you getting ready to sell cars, Bud, or what? Because that's kind of how it it struck me, you know?
3: Did you get the F-Sport?
2: Yeah, you know, so I think they're all, I think they made a change, and I think they're all F-Sports now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it was only one trim. Um, But but you know what his follow-up question was? Hey, Mom, how much are they charging you for that carbon fiber spoiler? (laughs) So
3: So he must have liked that carbon fiber spoiler.
2: You know, he did, he did, but, you know, it's just, I don't know, I guess, even though I've been doing this for a long time now, it always amazes me when one of the kids comes out and starts, starts using the correct lingo, uh-huh. um, you know, when they're, when they're talking about, about a vehicle, um, you know, he said, he, he said, uh, he got inside, and he goes, I feel like they've really come a long way um, in, in updating their technology, he goes, because even though they have that track pad that I know irritates people, and Dave, these are his words, he goes, even though they still have the trackpad that some people find irritating, he said at least they've given it a 10.3-inch screen. And he goes, Mom, guess what? I can touch it now. Because, like before, you know, they weren't touchpad-friendly. Um, and now you, you can touch, and the, and the interface works. And I just thought that that was kind of interesting, too, some of the things that, like, he was just picking up on right away. I told him that he could have my job, but he says he doesn't want to uh, to talk live on the radio. So. <laughs>
3: well, yeah, but that, trust me, don't be happy for that. Because that day could very easily come, and then you've got, then you got a monster on your hands.
2: Because he'll want his own um, radio no. show. I, you know, I yeah, I just wait for the day when he's old enough to drive, and he says, "Mom, can I drive the press car?" You know, that's an absolute no, but uh, right. I'm sure that's not going to stop him from asking. No. Um, it, I I I I've always liked the uh, the IS 350, mm-hmm. but I think that they've made some great changes, especially for it to be not a complete redesign. You know, just a, a, a mid-cycle refresh. Um, the main thing that's made it so much of a better car is is the suspension and what they've done, because it now handles. Um, you're not feeling like you're Barney Rubble, where you're feeling every bump at the road. It's now a a, a better ride. I, I almost want to say softer ride, but that's not the right way to say it. It's just a more comfortable ride. Um, the steering, when you put it in you know, S+, S plus, Sport+, Plus. Mm. oh, man, you can kind of pretend like you're on the track even when you're on a regular road, you know?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, that thing gets up and takes it, off, let me tell you.
2: It does. It's, it's a track-ready vehicle. I mean, if you wanted to take it to the track, you could and just kind of have some recreational fun, but it's a track-ready vehicle that they took and made ready for the road because, the previous models with the suspension, it felt more like it was made for driving on the track, you know. Um, but now, you know, and, and the seats. The seats hug you. It's comfortable. It's quiet. Um, you know, priced right around 54000 Uh, Just one of those vehicles that, you know, like I told Hunter, I said, hey, when mom and dad take you guys to school in the morning and drop you off, we don't have boring little lives. Like, we go hot riding, you know. So that's what this car is made for. He didn't believe me. But, you know.
5: Yeah.
3: No, I I I totally totally 100% agree with you. The only thing uh, if if the if it's a negative, I thought it was a little weak on fuel mileage. Cuz I'm driving SUVs, you know, small SUVs that are getting up in the 30s. So I was a little surprised cuz I think the best I got out of mine was 22.
2: Did you... Yeah, we were right around the same spot, but you know, when you when you think about the size of the vehicle and it's got a V six in it,
5: yeah,
2: um, that's true. And, and then you know, I don't know about you, but I ran mine in like Sport Plus mode most of the time, <laughs> so I kind of figured it was worth a trade off, um, you know. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I you know, I I guess I figure when people were buying. Uh, a model like the Lexus IS 350, especially you know 350 Sport. I guess I figure those are probably not the most conscientious fuel people, anyway. Like sure. they're they're and and from friends I know that own vehicles like this, they don't have long commutes. Um, you know, they might drive 10 to 15 miles to work each way, and they're like, I want those 10 to 15 miles to count. I want to enjoy that time. You know, and most people now live in suburbs where the grocery store is like right up the road. You know, within two miles of the home. And so you're not feeling that pain at the pump now. As gas prices continue to go up, that might change. Yeah. Um, but you know it's it's kind of a good trade off, you know. So, what are
3: your fuel prices in Texas?
2: You know, I just got back home right before calling you, and I said, I'm surprised they've dropped a little bit with it being a holiday weekend because we were up around 289, and I just passed a place that had it for 269. <laughs> And it's Memorial Day weekend, so I, I was kinda surprised it dropped a little bit being a holiday weekend.
3: Two dollars and change. We're scratching almost five.
2: Well, you know, I there's a there's a uh company here in Texas that's offering I think it's fifteen thousand dollars a week if you're qualified to drive tanker trucks.
3: <laughs> yeah, no and, kidding. Might so, be yeah,
2: and so the problem is Finding those qualified people to, you know, there's not a fuel shortage. No, the shortage is labor.
3: Yeah, well, you could say that across the board. I mean, it's we, yeah, we don't need to keep sending people more money. We need to stop sending them money so they'll get to work and get back to work. Uh, that seems to be the problem I'm running into is that we just don't have the. I mean, I a lot of my advertisers are repair shops, independent repair shops. They don't even say hi to me anymore. They say, did you find me a technician? Did you find me a technician? Did you find me a technician? Because it's just – or a service rider or a parts runner. Yeah, it's terrible.
2: Yeah, the thing is there's an abundance of jobs, and so there's a whole lot of choices. And, you know, I kind of said that when the pandemic hit. I said the problem is you can now pick and choose. Yeah. There's somebody who used to work at McDonald's who said, you know, do you want fries with this? Who doesn't like that job? They now have a lot better choices or a lot more choices, sure. so it's harder to find the people that are going to be standing on their feet all day. Or, I mean, my ex-husband's a truck driver. He drives frozen foods. He says, man, I'd love to go make $15,000 a week and drive a tanker. He said, but you need two years qualified hazmat experience. Right. I don't have that, and I don't have the time to take two years to get it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a conundrum. It's just uh I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. But, yeah, I I can't afford to live in California. I can't afford your price of living. I can't afford your gasoline.
3: No, no. I mean, you can't. And everybody that tells me they're packing up and moving out, I tell them, you do know that's a one-way road. Because once you leave, you'll never be able to afford to come back. Because it's not getting any better out here. It's getting worse
2: no and the, and the cost of everything so i i'm i'm sure you're seeing the same thing a friend mentioned to me that their dealerships were really low on inventory across the board not we're not talking like just lexus or just ford no 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 you know, and i was like no no we're flying out here well i went around yesterday just to see for myself <laughs> i was completely wrong
3: well it's the chip uh, it's the we, we we're not making our chips china's making our chips and taiwan's making our chips and they're just not they're just not releasing them
2: well, yeah, and then there was the Suez Canal problem, too, so yeah. that stopped some shipping for a while, and That's so it. everything's behind, and yeah, I mean, it's...
3: Hey, uh, go buy a piece of plywood. I don't know what it's what it costs out in your neck of the woods, but a piece of pl- four-by-eight sheet of plywood is about 75 bucks out here.
2: We can't afford it. It's been raining nonstop for days, so I was going to build an ark, but then I checked the price of wood, and I was like, it's cheaper <laughs> to buy a boat, so I'm going to buy a boat instead.
3: Well, I got to tell you, somebody told me, they said, you know maybe I'll tear my house down and sell the lumber because I could probably make more money doing that than living in it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, real, real estate here is crazy. I'm sure it's crazy where oh. you are too, but out here, houses uh, the, a house doesn't stay on the market for 48 hours here.
3: No, because everybody from California is coming to your your area. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I mean, and people I and people that get out there love it. You know, I mean, they absolutely love it. And they keep telling all their friends and, i'm telling you we have an exodus coming out of california that would curl your hair it's crazy You're
2: driving my real estate prices up stop it i'm not going to be able to afford my home with the i know
3: <laughs> i know and, and i know so hopefully the, the the good are coming to your state not the crazies
2: there you go can't uh, pick and choose
3: there you go hey how do people follow you around
2: N T X on um, Twitter. Uh, follow FocusDailyNews.com. I know you recently subscribed. we got news coming out all the time. Yep. Keep you informed on uh, shortages. And then Facebook.com backslash Y-A-K radio for Dave, Brian, and myself and the latest car news.
3: That's right. All right, kiddos, say hi to the family, and we'll talk you down the road. Thank you, All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Brian Armstead's in the wings, and we're going to talk Volkswagen Taos. Right here on FM ninety six one. AM eleven seventy, the answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the You Auto Know Show right here on FM ninety six one. AM eleven seventy, the answer. The segment is brought to you by Johns Automotive Care, 6267 Riverdale Street, San Diego. Go to Johns with an S, San Diego Nap Auto Care, ASC certified. Master Techs and the warranty's good, clear across the continental United States. Nobody does it better than John's Automotive Care. Brian Armstead's on the phone, and we are talking the new Volkswagen Taos, which is, Brian, what would you call that, Uh, Volkswagen's midsize SUV?
1: Well, according to to what I'm looking at at the consumer website, it's their small SUV now. Yeah, that's Um, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, cuz it replaces um it it slots in between the Tiguan and the uh, and the uh, um I'm sorry, it slots in between the Tiguan and the Toreg. Is the Toreg still being No, the Atlas, I'm sorry. The Atlas. The, yeah. The Atlas, ki- the Atlas killed the Toreg. Correct. And I'm trying to I'm trying to navigate this uh, the uh consumer website and and look at all the models, but it's a little bit uh a wee bit uh, confusing here, but uh, mm-hmm. here we go. So we got the uh, Tiguan, yeah, we have the Atlas at the top, the Atlas Cross Sport, the Tiguan, and then the uh, the new Taos. Taos Taos, I believe it's Taos, but I'm not 100% yeah. sure. But it, either way you go, it's, uh, it's another oddly named sport utility for Volkswagen.
3: Well, I think it's named <laughs> so you, after Taos New Mexico, to be honest with you.
1: Oh, you know, you're you're absolutely right. It is. Yeah, because
3: they said that they wanted to do the press event in New Mexico, but due to COVID, they weren't able to do it. Uh, Which I went, okay, well, you know, interesting, but it's uh, it's it's still.
1: You're right because I saw the pictures of uh of of Taos, New Mexico, and it looks like a really great place to visit. I mean, it's like built into the mountains and into the hills. That kind of the Native American hundred percent. What
3: were you going to say, dude? I was, well, nothing. I, w- I was just going to say the nice thing is they, they give this vehicle to you in two variants, front-wheel drive or all-wheel drive, depending on what your needs are. And surprisingly, there was a little bit of a – there was a teen, teeny bit of a difference between front-wheel and, and all-wheel. All-wheel seemed a little little heavier, but – so if you don't and, – and, and I'd drive them both if it was me. If I was looking to buy one, I'd probably end up with the all-wheel drive just because – you know, the all-wheel drive will just keep you out of trouble.
1: Right. But, you know, I'm kind of on the opposite side of the fence here, Dave, because I don't live in Montana or New England or, you know, Buffalo where all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive is just, you know, it's a no-brainer. For me, the front-wheel drive, 1.5 turbo, they both have 1.5 liter Mm -hmm. turbocharged four-cylinder engines. They get up up and go pretty nicely, but – the front wheel drive was sprightly. I mean, you hit oh, yeah. the accelerator and it just kind of like boom. Okay. I, I loved the acceleration of the front wheel drive model. The all-wheel drive a little bit uh stately in terms of
5: mm-hmm.
1: acceleration. Um it, it just seemed like it was more than weight. I think the uh, four motion system that it goes through is geared for low speed acceleration, more traction at low speed. And um mm-hmm. you know, I just I just would prefer the uh it, the the and from a handling perspective as well the front wheel drive model was a lot more front to drive you know we weren't carving up uh, canyons or mohawk sure. or you know um twisties in um in different parts of the um you know of the nation but the the roads that they chose for us were were great uh, well, in northern we're... Virginia we had a chance to drive around and um you know it was it was a good way to expose yeah. All the attributes of the uh, of the towels. It's a large vehicle, Dave. I thought it was going to be small. It's actually yeah. larger than the original Tiguan. And it, it to me, it's the perfect VW sport utility. The Atlas is too big. I've kind of grown tired of the styling of the Atlas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Atlas Cross Sport is nice. Uh, the Tiguan is a little too big, um, you know. It's it's not a big SUV, but it's a little bigger than the Taos, and I mm-hmm. just think the Taos is just right for urban environments yep. for younger families because you got a you got plenty of room inside there to just put all your stuff. Mm-hmm. It's got all the full complement of the uh, the Volkswagen safety, uh, you know, portfolio, and the price is just a price you can't beat. I mean, yeah. I have one that uh, the base price thirty one. 490 out the door with the $1,100, $1,200 other destination charge, 32, 685. That, that's, that's competitive. You know, that's very competitive in the segment.
3: Sure. And, and you're right. And, and I like the way, I like the way it drove. I like the way it handled. And I'm, I'm with you. I, I did like the front wheel drive a little bit because we were carving through the hills of Malibu. So, you know, you could, I mean, not that I was doing anything that you wouldn't normally do with a small SUV. And I liked the storage factor. I liked the, the, you know, knock down the second row seats. And you got plenty of room to go to the big box store, maybe go to a nursery, pick up some plants and some, you know, some soil.
1: Uh, $75 plywood.
3: Yeah. How much is your plywood? Ours <laughs> is 75
1: well, the price of plywood is up 323%, and that's a whole other story. My, my porch, a screening porch that I wanted to build on the back of the house uh, uh, is not being built.
3: Uh, no. Yeah, you and me both. Right. I was going to repair a fence that blew down. Uh, no. It, it can sit there right. for a while until this insanity uh, comes back together. But, yeah, it. Uh, I was impressed with the look. I liked the styling of it. Uh very stylish, yeah. very
1: attractive, and, and high quality. Dave, high yeah. quality materials yeah. inside. You know, it was, it was plastic and and some vinyl going on there, but it all worked. And nothing felt uh, suspect or substandard. Mm-hmm. It was just all. It's a very nicely done interior. Full digital, eight inch full digital display. Yeah. But again, I'm going to go back to what I think people should buy their cars for: safety. Yep. It's got what's called as uh, VW's. IQ drive Mm -hmm. as standard equipment and among other safety features like airbags and electronic stability control and uh, the dynamic road sign display, which actually displays the speed as it reads camera, uh, the camera reads road signs along the way. IQ drive uh, has travel assist, which is semi-automated driving, uh, adaptive cruise control with stop and go, lane assist, the lane keeping assist system emergency assist it's semi-automated vehicle assistance in a medical emergency Uh, front assist which is front collision warning and autonomous emergency braking with pedestrian monitoring critical safety feature active blind spot monitor rear cross traffic alert rear traffic alert Uh, it's got a digital cockpit with a 10.25 instrument display up front in the center console rather all kinds of cool stuff Beats audio sounds great. Bluetooth, of course, Apple CarPlay, anything you want in a car, it is there, and it's just very nicely content. It's, it's. I look at this stage, and correct me if you if you don't have the same feeling. But when I finished driving the Tows, I, I was like, finally, a vehicle that can compete with Kia and Hyundai, pound for pound, feature for feature, and on price. And I think that's. Um, I think that's where you uh, you know you really come in. I had the SEL model, so mm-hmm. a little bit more expensive than the base uh, the base towels, but um, fully fully equipped. I thought thirty two thousand six eighty five was a was a real fair price. Uh,
3: and they got the a great warranty. The- and nobody talks about their warranty. They've got a great warranty on that car. I, right. I I'm trying to remember exactly what it is, but it's 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 four eighty. Is it four years eighty thousand?
1: And I think that well, c- they have a. They have what's called um, BW Care. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. It's uh, two years of scheduled carefree maintenance. Correct. uh, Two years, 20,000 miles of uh, carefree maintenance, and then a four-year, 50,000-mile warranty. That's it. Seven years, 100,000 miles on perforation. Right. I just want to point out, Dave, that while the model I drove was 32, the base towels comes in at 24-190 for front-wheel drive. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can also spend a grand nine ninety five and get that IQ Drive system. So you could go bare bones with the with the base towels, cloth seats, all that kind of stuff, but still spend a, a, a very well uh, option package only a thousand dollars nine ninety five. So for twenty five one ninety and plus uh, destination, you could go to the bottom end of the uh, scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and still have the full safety suite that I, I think it um is great. Then you have the Taos SE starts at twenty eight, four forty and so forth. But um I really like the SEL model. I thought it was I thought it was very competitive with, you know, Subaru Crosstrek and Kia Seltos and you know, uh I thought it was uh, I thought it was well done. I'm very yeah. impressed. My favorite Volkswagen right
3: now. Well out of the ones you just compared it to, I agree. I think I would put the Volkswagen definitely uh, on top of that. Uh, that competition and one thing i liked about volkswagen is they didn't burden you with a lot of options i mean they right. gave you a lot as a base model and there was only a few things that you could add to it that you know it's it, to me it's kind of like do you need them or don't you need them and if you don't need them then you, you could still get a very safe reliable fuel efficient uh, great running car, car with a fabulous sound system. Great seating. Uh, my The vision out all four corners to me was fine. I had no issues with it. The great backup camera. Uh, and
1: 36 miles a gallon. Yeah,
3: that was the other thing I was going to say. I mean, we were just talking to, to Kristen, and I had uh, – it was a Lexus IS-350. And I got that to go to the press event. Up in uh, Malibu, and I didn't take it because it only gets twenty miles per gallon. I mean, I took right. an I took an SUV that got me thirty two. So there you go. Yeah, no. So that and, and, that's, and you know,
1: I also want also wanted to point out that you know one of one of uh, my automotive colleagues, uh, you know, at the event where we got a chance to drive the Taos, he made a comment that. When you compare it with the Hyundai, Honda HRV, the HRV felt felt like a tin can, and the towels felt like a well-oiled machine. Yes. Now that's that's big praise because you know Honda has been doing it for a long time, and you know I like Honda's. I, I'm not a big fan of the brand. I think they do it all well. Let me, let me not, you know, get it twisted. I like what they offer in terms of safety and value. But they just don't seem substantial, if you understand what I'm saying. Totally. You know, here's Volkswagen that's taken the whole German ethos with, you know, with build quality and tank-like, you know, structure and all that, and and put it into a a smaller vehicle that gets 36 miles a gallon and still has all the safety that you expect from a German vehicle. And, again, that's where I'm kind of going here. I, I felt safe in the car you know with the active blind spot monitoring and all of the other goodies that it has i just um i would go full tilt thirty two thousand dollars if you can afford that but even at twenty four thousand dollars again a um a very uh aggressive suite of safety uh features and then add that 995 iq uh drive package on and, and you're good to go i mean yeah. Volkswagen is Volkswagen is doing some things here. You know, they're entering the electrification market with yep. the excellent ID. Four, Yep. and I think that the uh, direction under Scott Keogh is uh, is positive here in the U.S. And, yeah. you know it's 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 on, Dave. I mean, it's we got a lot of good stuff coming down the road here. And indeed, 2022, not yet on the market, uh, not yet available. The 2022 Volkswagen Taos is certainly a, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Uh, well done, VW. Yep. Congratulations. Right. A very, very nice car.
3: You're absolutely 100% right on. All right, buddy. Hey, I will talk to you down the road. You hope you uh, have a. I guess you're getting a little weather back there right now.
1: It's, it's like, like, uh, Kristen said, you know, Noah's Ark, man. It's like crazy. It's, um, see, you, you need know,
3: that all wheel drive. You can't be slipping you, and sliding around in that front wheel drive car.
1: You, you do, man. My, my shoes, my shoes have been wet for a couple of days here, so I just wear the same thing. I'm like, why dry them out if they're gonna get wet again? What? You know, my feet smell like my feet smell like tuna, but it's okay. Ah, yeah.
3: send, <laughs> send me some of that rain, will you? Because we could use it out here.
1: Thanks, buddy. It's good talking right. to you. All right, thanks, Chris. Okay, Stay take good, care. Man.
3: All right, folks, you're listening to You Ought to Know right here on FM 961. AM 1170, the answer. All right, folks, welcome back to You Ought to Know right here on FM 961. AM 1170, the answer. This segment is brought to you by Express Auto Service, 7633 El Cajon Boulevard. Go to com for all your automotive needs. All right, hey, I did another interview, and they're talking about the new Ford Lightning truck. This time, the Pro. Take a listen. All right, folks. Well, you know, the big news right now is the uh, Ford F-150 Lightning all-electric truck. But there's another side to it as well, and it's the Pro side. I got Raj Sarkar. He's the general manager of the commercial marketing for Ford, and he's going to explain... What makes the Pro different than just the Lightning? Welcome to the show, Raj.
0: Thanks, Dave. Uh, Pleasure to be here. So um, we're really excited to be introducing the F-150 Lightning Pro, and it's the first all-electric F-Series that we've purpose-built for commercial customers. And that's really what the Pro is all about. Yeah, one of the real strengths of F-150 over time has been the range of offerings from real work trucks all the way up to full-scale luxury trucks. And as we set out to do the all-electric lightning, right from the beginning, there was a key emphasis on making sure we delivered a true commercial-grade electric solution. And that's what the pro is all about. And so it begins with a really accessible price point. So the MSRP will be $39,974, and that's before any tax incentives that uh, you might be eligible for. And so we're giving our customers a really strong total cost of ownership right from day one and then the truck is set up for real work use it's vinyl seating vinyl interior and then the standard uh, drive crane is a dual motor 4x4 so they're all 4x4 and it's targeting 426 horsepower and 775 pound-feet of torque with a targeted epa estimated range of 230 miles and what's really important with that is we did a lot of research and work we actually analyzed over 145 million miles of commercial truck usage on f-150s and what we found is that 95 percent of the driving that the f-150 commercial users were doing averaged under 174 miles a day so with that 230 miles we've got a really good buffer For that type of usage. Um, And then quite frankly, for those who are interested in more, we offer an available extended range battery and that ups the range to an EPA estimated 300 miles. So uh, an even larger range available. And uh, and the nice part with that is you actually step up to an even more powerful motor and uh, end up with 563 horsepower. Uh, But with that, we ensured that we deliver all of that core built-for-tough capability. And so the Pro has 2,000 pounds of payload and offers up to 10,000 pounds of towing. And we've really put a lot of attention into ensuring that this all-electric truck delivers on all the built-for-tough fundamentals. So all the torture testing and durability built in. We've ensured that the battery is fully protected. It's encased in an exoskeleton, has thick metal shielding on it as well. And we've gone with inboard motors that are protected by the chassis. And it's the strongest high-strength steel frame that we've put in an F-150. So this truck is designed to deliver uh, everything that our customers expect from Bill Ford Tough.
3: Well, you know, that makes perfectly good sense because I know a lot of guys – you know, that have companies, whether they're plumbers, electricians, even landscapers, they really don't put a lot of miles on their trucks. They get from point A to point B, then when they get to the job site, the truck sits. So I think it was really, really smart by giving the the end user the option uh, between, you know, the, the short range and the long range, and I love the fact that you've made it a work truck. Uh, because the people driving them probably aren't going to own these trucks, and the guy that does own it or the girl that does own those trucks wants to make sure that they last. And I mean, let's face it, you guys are the king of work trucks. If anybody knows anything about work trucks, it's you guys. (laughs)
0: And we take that leadership really seriously. And uh, and you're absolutely right. Uh, Commercial customers in particular have to have a really strong eye on the bottom line, and they don't want to pay for more than what they need. And and that's exactly why we set the range options up the way that we did, so that we think the 230-mile range is going to be a really great fit for the vast majority of commercial customers. But we've got the higher range available for those whose use cases need it.
3: Yeah, no, it, it it makes all the sense in the world. Of course, you know, like anything else, the next question is, when will we get it? When will we get it? When will we get it? Um, <laughs> what what is uh what is the uh, the, 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 the When is the, the the actual date of delivery?
0: Sure. So we're targeting uh, deliveries early summer uh, of next year. And so it's not that uh, far off, and we know there's a, a tremendous amount of excitement. Uh, we had the reveal of the retail version uh, this past Wednesday, and uh, and that generated a lot of excitement and a lot of interest. And, uh, and it was a great way to showcase a lot of the innovations that we've built into the truck because, you know, when we set about to build an all-electric F-150, it wasn't just about making an electric powertrain and putting it in the truck. It was about rethinking the truck around what it could be with an electric drivetrain. And a great example of that is the mega power Trunk. So a front trunk that we've now been able to build into the truck because there's no motor sitting in front of the cab. And with that, we now have 14 cubic feet of lockable, watertight storage it can carry up to 400 pounds and it's a power open close hood uh, that gives you really easy bumper height access so for your tools for key equipment store it up there you've got that lockable storage that truck customers have always been asking for and it's a great workstation too because with the standard pro power on board you've got 410 volt outlets in that power frunk and so you can run your tools right from there.
3: Wow. Well, you know you're gonna you're gonna love this. Uh, living in San Diego, I'm sure you're aware of El Cajon Ford. I think they're number two or number three in the commercial truck business in, in the United States. And I bring John and some of the com- Ford commercial rigs that he builds at the dealership down to uh, the local television station on a regular basis. So. John, I know. I'm gonna go. To, I mean, in fact, I'm heading down there today because I'm gonna put your uh, your uh, what do they call? I can't think. Oh, hold a second. I got the I got the information right here. I don't want to the uh, the DIY air air filtration kit. I don't know if you've heard of uh, what Ford has done. They partnered with uh, Lasco and I'm gonna put that on TV.
5: Oh, but nice. I'm
3: gonna, yeah, but I'm gonna go down to the local Ford dealer and grab a Ford you know, for the backdrop of it. And, yeah, John loves it when I put his uh, rigs on, on KUSI, even though he's
5: selling
3: <laughs> All right, no, buddy. Hey, oh, yeah, it's called the Scrappy Filtration. So I'm going to do that, and right. I'm, looking forward, I'm looking forward to getting behind the wheel of the Lightning Pro. I have my own solar system and home charger here, so
0: I'm oh, wow. happy
3: to test all electric vehicles, and I look forward to seeing it.
0: Excellent. Well, I can tell you, you're going to be thrilled when you get a chance to get behind the wheel. It's a fantastic prize. All right. Well, keep me on the list. I'd love to come out and check it out. All right. Sounds good. So have a great weekend. All right.
3: I can't wait to get into this lightning truck. What do you think of that, Brittany? An electric F 150? It does the job. Hold on a second. Turn her on if you could. Yeah, he looks over at the phone.
4: (laughs) If it does the job, as long as it does its job.
3: Okay. So, what was the question you had about last week?
4: Oh, so, you know, I listen often when I'm driving in and driving out.
3: Or when you're working.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You talked about the assisted driving. Yes. Um, and who's the lady that does the car reviews? Kristen. Uh, Christian Barclay. Christian, yeah, mm-hmm. she mentioned last week that she was driving the vehicle, and like a plastic bag uh-huh. went right in front, and then and she knew that there's a semi behind her, and it was about to slam on the brakes. She knew she had an open line. She was aware. She was a driver who was aware. Which I wonder, as there's more assisted driving, will people become less aware? Thank goodness she was, because it slammed on the brakes for her. Mm-hmm. But she had enough sense to get over into the line, the lane that was open for her. Okay, so I think I even texted you because I was like, what? The driver can't override it?
3: You can. Oh, yeah, you can override it. And, yes, the brake lights do come on. Oh, yeah, that was the other question. question. (laughs) But the issue is, and, and I find this, most of these cars that have this type of system in their car, which is a prelude to autonomous driving. Yeah. An Acura, I had an MDX, and I took the on-ramp from 8 west to 67 north. Mm-hmm. Something on that where you have to move over and move over to get mm-hmm. on there, it literally jerked the car like it's seen something. So I asked a buddy of mine who just bought one. He goes, oh, yeah, it happens to me all the time.
4: Yeah, not so, not my but, cup
5: of tea.
3: Excuse me, can you say... I'm a guinea pig. Yeah. Because that's exactly what it is. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Guess who? Brittany's in the house. She is. And we're going to talk all kinds of racing. It has been a wild weekend so far. Right here on FM 961AM 1170. The answer.